Praise the Lord. My name is Pastor David Moore of Make a Difference Ministry. Praise the Lord. We have a word from the Lord that we want to share with you. Hot off the press, I want to make a couple statements before we do and before we pray. First statement I want to make is this. This is a 10-year-old message. This is a very old message. And I meditated in this message. I preached it different ways and different methods. But I want to tell you, Satan does not want this preached. I've been distracted three to four different times while I was recording this message for you. The enemy does not want you to hear this word. Hot off the press, I've got to say that. The devil, not only is he attacking, he's attacking me also. I am also being attacked because he doesn't want me to preach it. He doesn't want me to feel worthy enough to preach it. But I have news for him. I'm not in my righteousness. I am in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and so are you. Today's subject, we're probably going to break this down into segments, into, in other words, and uh, several different parts. But we want to share with you a message entitled, Voiding Satan Snares. This is a very powerful revelation. I heard a prophet say this one time, and he had made a statement about how we need to study how the enemy attacks our weaknesses. We need to uh, begin to take inventory, so to speak. We begin to we need to begin to to um, make a list of how or ways Satan attacks our weaknesses. Amen. So that we can. Uh, a counterattack those weaknesses with the Word of God. Amen. I want to share that with you hot off the press. The Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, least Satan should get an advantage of us, but we are not ignorant of his devices. So, least Satan should get advantage. He can, and he possibly can, gain a whole footload advantages against us if we allow him to but it said be not ignorant King James Version be not ignorant be not stupid be not unlearned against Satan's devices we need to know his strategies and we need to understand how to avoid his snares and his traps amen 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now, when I read this verse of scripture and it says, As a roaring lion, as a roaring lion, my, my mind goes back to what Dr. Lester Simmerall said. He said, I want people to understand that the one of Satan's names is deceiver. 
And we know according to the scripture in the Bible, in Revelations it says that he's the great deceiver. He's not just a deceiver, he's great at it. He's very experienced in deceiving you and me. He started in the Garden of Eden. So we understand that the enemy as a roaring lion, he's not a lion, but he wants to portray to you and me that he is a lion. So he can trap us and, and trick us into falling into his trap. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this message and I remember the very first time I shared this message. It was powerful. It was uh, a very anointed word of God. And uh, there's times where I just can't teach this message. I have to preach it. I don't know what it is about it. There's an anointing on it for me to preach. But today I, I don't feel to preach. But if I do, understand the anointing came on me to do so. <laughs> so, we want to pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we ask in you, Lord God, that you anoint the clay of these lips. Anoint this vessel to share the word of God. Holy Spirit, have liberty in this place. Have your way in Jesus' name. Guide us, lead us, direct us. We bind every snare of the enemy. We bind every strategy that Satan has against us that was planned to attack us today, we call it void, none of effect right now in the name of Jesus. All my listeners, I ask you, Lord, to um, place a, 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 an anointing of wisdom upon them and give them strategies and, and plans of how to overcome the devil and his snares in Jesus' name. Open our ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. First of all, I want to say to you, first thing, hot off the press, number one point that I want to emphasize today is don't stray. Once you begin to stray and you begin to slack off concerning prayer and you begin to slack off concerning worship and, and Bible study and Christian fellowship when you begin to do that you become a target for the enemy to snare you up to trap you up in his web of deceit I want you to get that in your spirit the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 8 be sober be vigilant those two words are very important to understand. They are crucial to, to get a revelation of because if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna be a target for the enemy. And he's gonna whoop you, beat you, attack you, tempt you, test you every single time. And you'll fail. I like what Dr. Rod Parsley said powerful man of God he said this it's in one of his old devotionals temptation is not a sin but yielding to it is Satan the great deceiver he's going to try to snare you up and trap you tempt you test you and, and his ultimate goal 
is to devour you. Consume you. You understand that? He wants to devour you like we do sometimes when we eat our dinners. Whatever that's on our plate, boy, we just devour it. We eat it all up and there's no more there. I believe the enemy wants to take out our faith. He wants to take out our love walk. And I think that's why one of his snares is an offense spirit. Those who who uh, get offended and get hurt by the church and, and Christians get hurt by each other. And we begin to carry that offense and it binds us up. And Satan loves it. He also loves to attack our weaknesses. He loves to attack our our failures and and, and 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 make us feel like we're even worse than what we really are. Listen, my righteousness is as of filthy rags. I'm not in mine. Too late to even tempt to try to use my righteousness. So I've got Jesus Christ's righteousness. I have his his blood upon my life. And I'm thankful that Jesus died on a cross for my sins. Amen. Now, I said, my first point was, don't stray. Very crucial that you grasp that point in your thinking. Psalm 119, verse 67, David says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Notice that. David said, Before I was afflicted. Let me just say it like this. Before I was tempted by the devil, before I was attacked by my weaknesses, before I was attacked by doubt and unbelief, before I was attacked by an offense, I went astray. In other words, David is saying, I stopped praying. I stopped studying the Word of God. You see, before I was afflicted and before I became a target of the devil, I had uh, backed off and slacked off in my devotion before my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what he wants. He wants you to back off. He wants you to go astray from the Word of God. But I like the, the latter part of that verse. David said, But now I have kept thy word. See, listen, I may make mistakes, and, and, and there's times when we're going to give it to our flesh. But you know what? I'm not going to beat myself over. I'm not going to uh, uh, condemn myself and sentence myself to hell when I know I'm covered by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not purposely out here practicing sin, Willfully doing sin, I don't want to do that. I, I do my best to resist. I do my best to, to fight against it. I even mark down on a calendar. I, I You know, when I give in to certain things, I'll, I'll mark it down and I'll repent of it in Jesus' name. But but I, I want the, the enemy to know that I'm an overcomer. Some people say, why do you do that? I'm an overcomer. The devil wants me, one time, I remember one time I felt like I had failed a hundred times that month concerning an area of my life. 
And I went to the calendar one day, the Lord just prompted me to go to the calendar, and I looked up there, and it was only marked twice, or three times. And I was like, oh, devil, get out of here then. Because he wants you to go astray from your relationship with Jesus Christ so that he can bring condemnation. So he can bring guilt and shame into your life. But that's when you have to stand upon the day, upon the word of God, like David did. Stand upon that word and say, but now I have kept thy word. Now I'm back in the word of God. Listen to this statement. Christians sometimes neglect their prayer life and they fail to study God's word as they should. When they do this, they begin to stray. See, they begin to go astray. And when I, when I say that, they become a target for the devil to eat up, beat up, makes them feel guilty because they didn't pray that day or that make you feel that Satan will, will come against you, make you feel like you're unworthy, you don't love Jesus, you put that softball game before the Lord, you put that girlfriend, that boyfriend before the Lord, you put your job and everything else before the Lord, you know good bomb, God doesn't want you anymore. And that's a lie. That's a little web of deceit that the enemy wants you to have. But I challenge you, don't stray. Here's a good prime example. The Bible talks about the disciples. And Jesus said, Jesus, the Bible says, Then Jesus cometh with them to a place called Golgotha. And he said unto his disciples, Sit here while I go yonder and pray. And he took them with him, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then he said unto them, My soul is exceedingly grateful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. Then he cometh to his disciples, and he findeth them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We can see here in the story where the disciples allowed themselves to be sluggish. And they allowed themselves to, to astray from that intimate worship, relationship with their Heavenly Father. And because of it, Peter fell into temptation. Jesus, not only did Peter fall, but he also denied Jesus. Think about that. I mean, the devil just went all out for him, didn't he? He tried to devour Peter, eat him up. But the Bible says when Jesus, Peter denied Jesus three times, the Bible said he wept bitterly. 
And the Bible said he got back in God. And, and, and Peter, like David, said, can say, But now I kept thy word. And then the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, God used Peter. 3,000 souls were born again because Peter came back to God. See, he may have strayed, but he come back to God. But Satan's strategy is to cause many Christians to stray. I'll tell you something. Preachers that are ordained and called of God, ministers that are called to lay hands on the sick and cast out devils, preach the word, you know what I'm saying, the whole nine yards. When preachers backslide, it is very difficult for them to let go of the guilt and the shame that they have. All the years they feel like they've wasted because they allowed themselves to, to, to go astray from their relationship, to go astray from prayer, to go astray from studying the Word of God and worship and Christian fellowship. It's very crucial, church, to keep these things alive, keep them abundantly alive in your heart on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Amen. We need to stay in an attitude of prayer. I like what Colossians says. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, Watch and pray. Continue in prayer. Paul said, it's very crucial that not only do you pray with a, a, a being alert, but you know, people don't realize you can pray with your eyes wide open looking around. You can pray in the spirit with your eyes open. Some people think you got to fold your hands, bow your head, get on your knees to pray. And that's still good. And that's okay. But don't be... Don't be afraid to stand up and raise your hands and pray in the name of Jesus and keep your eyes wide open. Don't allow the enemy to steal your prayer time. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Continue. Paul said, excuse me, yeah, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. I heard a preacher preach that message one time and he preached a message entitled, Pray Without Ceasing. And I'm telling you, he tore that word up. Powerful word of God. And, and I wasn't even saved then. I played a cassette tape of it. Back in 1987. And I listened to that message. And it stirred me up. That message stirred me up. And that was a year before I got saved. The anointing that, that was on that word, pray without ceasing, stirred me up to the point where I said to myself, I don't know how to pray, I don't know what to say, but I'm going to pray. I was determined to learn. I was determined to be teachable. I want to encourage you today. If you do not know how to pray, get around people that do. Let them lead you in prayer. Listen to how they pray. 
And, and then when you get alone with God, you mimic that prayer. You copy that prayer until you learn how to pray on your own. I love to pray scriptures, the word of God. And that's another thing I want to get into here. And that is study to show yourself the proof unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed. It's very crucial, church, that we stay in the Word of God on a daily basis. It's very important. Not only do we read our devotionals. I mean, I'm not a devotional person. I don't read devotions a lot. I, but I do study on a daily basis. Sometimes I can study up to five hours per day. Sometimes less. Sometimes more. I love to study and read the Word of God. And I'm telling you, you must study so that you can develop faith in the Word of God. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, So then faith come by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You must develop faith in the Word. Why do you believe in healing? Why do you believe in the blood of Jesus? Why do you believe in the Word? Why is it so important to have faith in the Word of God? I, I, listen. First one. First, first point. Don't stray. That's why it's important to get into God's Word. That's why it's important to dive into the Word of God. The Bible says in Joshua 1.8 to meditate in this law. The word meditate in the Hebrew, what that literally means is to take like a cow would take hay and they would chew that hay. They swallow it, gurgitate it back out again and chew it some more and swallow it, gurgitate it again and chew some more until it become mush like oatmeal. I mean, you think about that. If they don't chew it once and swallow it. They chew it and gurgitate it and chew it some more, swallow it, gurgitate it, chew it some more. That's how we should do the Word of God. Just because you can quote one verse of Scripture doesn't mean that's it. It's done. No more. No, get back in there and dive into that Word. Ask God to reveal to you what that word is saying so that you can develop faith in the word faith in God's word faith in the word of God can move mountains faith in the word of God can do things that can what's the, what's the word I'm looking for the Bible said, David said, I hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I sit back and think about that verse all the time. David hid the word of God in his heart so he wouldn't sin. Psalm 119 verse 11. He hid that word so he wouldn't sin. So why is it so important for me to study and meditate in the word of God? Because it increases my faith to resist sin. Hey, glory to God. Amen. That's very important to understand, church. I want to challenge you today. Don't allow the enemy to steal your prayer time. 
Don't allow the devil to steal the word in you. You keep that word alive. You keep that word alive. I like what Hebrews Hebrews 4.12 says. You have to mix the word with faith. You got to mix the word of God with faith, church. You got to add on to the word of God in your life by mixing it with faith. Faith without works is dead being alone. I, I remember one translation said, Faith without works is a dead corpse. You got to have faith and you got to have works as you meditate in God's word. See, when you're meditating, you're working. When you're meditating and you're studying the word and you're dwelling upon that scripture, you are working. And when you get that scripture coming out your mouth and it goes back into your ear, gets deeper down into your heart. That's what you want, church. That's what you want. You want that word in your heart. You want that word down deep in your heart. Hallelujah. So that it could germinate faith. So that it could germinate a root. And, and, and cause you to be settled in righteousness and in holiness. Amen. Praise God. Now, I want to make a statement. The Bible said you shall know the truth. I believe knowing the truth is what sets you free. You can quote a scripture and you can rehearse scriptures in your mind. And they may not be mixed with faith. You won't be free. You have to know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When you mix faith with that truth, you're going to be set free from whatever that's holding you back. Praise God. Amen. Very important to understand that. Very important. Second thing I want to say is this. Some lack the courage to say no to non-Christian friends. See, they yield to their own life and they become victims and snares of the enemy. See, there's places that I just don't hang around anymore. There's places that I don't go to anymore. Because I know the environment is not a good for me to be. It's not a place where I should be at. Listen to this uh, scripture. First, uh, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 5. Verse uh, 7 through 17, the Bible says, Be ye therefore, be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth provoking what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, or rebuke them. For it is a shame even to, listen to this, to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifested by the light, for whosoever doeth make manifest this light, 
Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. So then, that ye walk circumspectly. That means wise, very wise. Not as fools. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine where it is access, but be filled with the Spirit. Speak into yourselves in psalms and hymns and spirits of songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's a powerful verse of Scripture. Powerful verses of, of Scripture right there. I want to challenge you today. Change your company. If you are men and women of God and you love God and you have people that cause you to make decisions by sinning, you need to get rid of these people. You need to get away from them until you're strong enough to be around them. I challenge you today. Those friends Satan will use to draw you back out into sin. You gotta sever them. You gotta get them out of your life. Amen. You gotta get whatever that could draw you back into a behavior or an attitude. Please listen. Cut them out of your life. Save your life by cutting things out. So that you can be so that you won't astray from the word of God. Very important that we stay strong in the word of God. I like Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. But verse down to 24. In the King James it says, Having the understanding darkened, being alien from the com- or from the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of blindness of the heart. Very interesting. Let me read verse 17. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the, the, the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of of their heart, who being past feeling heaven, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, and the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Hallelujah. Listen, we've got to sever that old relationship, church. We've got to sever them from our lives. If they draw you back into that old behavior. Now I'm just talking to you. I'm not trying to preach, preach. I'm just talking third thing I want to say we must guard our devotional life diligently drawing near to God daily 
we must take our stand boldly before God, staying away from Satan's territory. Did you hear what I just said? Staying away from Satan's territory. That's a very powerful statement. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 7, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you double-minded. Purify your hearts, you sinners. (laughs) Wow. Humble yourselves. How do I stay out of the territory of the enemy? How do I stay out of the territory of the devil? I submit myself, therefore, to God. And then I resist the devil. And I humble myself and come to God's throne. Because I guarantee you something. That's not where the devil is. The devil's not in the throne of God. He's not near the throne of God. We are to come to God's throne and begin to worship Him and begin to love Him and begin to worship Him and stay out of that territory of the enemy. The Bible says, draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to you. That's a conditional scripture. That is a scripture that you have to do. You have to come to Him. He'll come to you. He will never resist you. Even if you sin and you 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 give in to your weakness of your flesh, run to Him. He'll run to you. Yes, He will. Let me make a couple statements before we go into part two of this series. We'll be closing this message out. First thing I want you to grasp in your spirit Resist the devil. With everything you've got, you have to resist him. It may not be easy right off the bat, but I'm here to tell you something. When you do it in your own strength, when you do it in your own ability, you'll fail. You've got to have Christ. You've got to have his anointing got to have his grace in your life the bible says i'm more than a conqueror through christ jesus he's already made me a conqueror so when the enemy comes i am to resist him you understand i believe you do resist the enemy Do not submit to fear. Do not submit to fear. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. By standing against him, by resisting the enemy, God will give you the anointing. God will give you the strength. God will give you the the zoe to resist. Do you understand? God will give you the anointing to rise up in that resurrection anointing. 
God will give you the ability. Hallelujah. God will give you the anointing to overcome the enemy. God will give you it. Do you hear me? He's not going to let you be out here trying to resist the devil in your own strength so that you can fail. So he could just sit and watch you fail. That's not my God. My God will give you the anointing. He'll give you the strength so that you can overcome. Listen, Satan cannot lead us into sin against our own will. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law but under grace. Glory to God. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Satan cannot force you to do something you don't want to do. Listen, very important before I close with this. Draw nigh to God. It is crucial that you hear what I'm saying. If you want victory in your life and you want to overcome sin, you want to overcome your weaknesses. You want to overcome the enemy that's coming against you. You must draw nigh to God. Listen, God will not be unmoved. His welcoming response is always near. Very important statement. I wanted to share that with you. I want to read one more verse of scripture in closing part one of this sermon. I love this chapter. This book is powerful. The book of Limitations in the Old Testament, chapter 3, verse 57. Very powerful scripture. It says here in this scripture, it says, Thou drawest near in the day that I call upon thee. Thou saidest, Fear not. Do not have to fear your weaknesses. You do not have to fear. You can come to God with confidence because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ upon your heart and mind. You can come to Him and ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Ask Him to forgive you of your mistakes. Let's pray. Say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you needing your grace, needing your love, needing your mercy, I ask you, in the name of your Son, Jesus, wash me of all sin, cleanse me of all my mistakes, strengthen me, help me to walk the Christian walk. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, heal me, restore me back to the man and woman of God that you want me to be. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your mercy, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you and have a great day.